Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. Get ready for taxes. What's new and what to consider when filing in 2021. IR 2020-272, December 8, 2020, Washington. The Internal Revenue Service today encouraged taxpayers to take necessary actions in the final weeks of the year to help file federal tax returns timely and accurately in 2021. This is the third in a series of reminders to help taxpayers get ready for the upcoming tax filing season. A special page, there's a link to the special page here, updated and available on irs.gov, irs.gov, the IRS website, outlines steps taxpayers can take now to make tax filing easier in 2021. This year, there are some key items to consider involving credits, deductions, and refunds. Recovery rebate credit slash economic impact payment. So this is obviously kind of a new type of thing that you'll be having to deal with for the filing tax year 2020 when you file in 2021. Taxpayers who receive an economic impact payment, there's a link to that here, should keep notice 1444, your economic impact payment. So in other words, you're going to get a notice 1444 related to your economic impact payment that you want to be keeping and using or giving to your tax preparer for the tax preparation process. You're going to get that with your 2020 tax records. They may be eligible to claim the recovery rebate credit on their tax year 2020 federal income tax return if. So we're talking recovery rebate credit, which is linked to the economic impact payment. And the typical rule would be, in general, if you got your economic impact payment, and most people should have, then you're probably not going to be looking into the recovery rebate credit because usually that's going to be the thing that will solve or rectify any problem if someone did not get the economic impact payment and should have or did not get the full economic impact payment. So that's how those two things are kind of linked together. Most people, however, hopefully, uh, receive their economic impact payment in accordance with what they should have and uh, should be should be good at this point. Therefore, the, rec the recovery rebate credit may not be applicable, but you still want to keep the notice 1444 and talk to your tax preparer about it, about it or think about it at least when uh, filing the tax returns. So back to the text, they may be eligible to claim a recovery rebate credit on their tax year 2020 federal income tax return if they didn't receive an economic impact payment or their economic impact payment was less than 1200 or 2400 if married filing jointly for 2019 or 2018 plus $500 for each qualifying child they had in 2020. So the most common kind of problems would be that uh, you didn't re you, re you received 1,200, but possibly not 2,400 because you didn't actually file the tax return, but the IRS knew about it with some other way. They knew from Social Security payments or something like that. So that could be the case, or someone didn't receive the 1,200 at all for whatever reason, possibly because they didn't file 2019 or 2018 would be one of the most common kind of reasons. Or the IRS sent out the information uh, for the 1,200 or 2,400 and they didn't pick up the qualifying child which could or qualifying children, depending on the circumstance, because uh, they either weren't on the prior year tax return or the IRS was able to issue the 1,200 or 2,400 based on something other than uh, the tax return. And those are typically the situations where you might be eligible for the recovery rebate credit, basically rectifying those problems to get the correct economic impact payment amount 
uh, after filing the 2020 tax return in 2021. If a taxpayer didn't receive a full amount of the economic impact payment for which they were eligible, they may be able to claim the recovery rebate credit. There's a link to that here. When they file in 2021, individuals do not need to complete information about the recovery rebate credit on their year 2020 form 1040 or 1040 SR when filing a, in 2021, unless eligible to claim an additional credit amount. So in other words, for most people, uh, everything's all settled. You already got your economic impact payment. If the economic impact payment is correct, you don't really need to do anything. If it's not correct, then you want to do the rec recovery rebate credit, and that's when you're going to have to deal with it. So interest on refunds taxable. Taxpayers who receive a federal tax refund in 2020 may have been paid interest. Refund interest payments are taxable and must be reported on federal income tax returns. In January 2021, the IRS will send a Form 1099-INT to anyone who received interest totaling $10 or more. Now, many people got interest, in other words, from the IRS. One of the reasons is because they extended uh, the due dates for certain payments. So if you paid on time, you actually kind of paid early in some cases, and therefore the IRS got paid early. And they, just like if you were investing in a bank or something, actually give you interest on it, which is nice. Now, the interest payment, however, is not usually going to be significant. It's usually going to be a fairly small amount of interest, just like if you if you have a checking account, it's usually not a big amount of interest that you earned like on a checking account. So it's a fairly modest rate, and you didn't have the interest for a long period of time, typically, uh, in these circumstances. So it's probably not a big dollar amount. But I think the IRS just wants to remind people that they're going to get a 1099-INT for the interest they received. It, it probably won't have a big significant impact on the tax return, but it is something you got to include because it's going to be interest income. So more people will be receiving a Form 1099-INT interest uh, from the IRS than in prior years due to these extended due dates. And uh, you got to make sure that you include that on the income of the tax return, just like you would for bank interest or something like that. So charitable deduction changes. Uh, new this year, taxpayers who didn't itemize deductions may take a charitable deduction of up to $300 for cash contributions made in 2020 to qualifying organizations. So there's a link to charitable contributions and qualifying organizations. So typically, when you think about charitable contributions, uh, they're usually on the, and they still are, but they're on the form uh, Schedule A. So that means if you don't itemize, then typically you wouldn't have been able to get any charitable deductions. And so they put one here, which is basically kind of like an above the line deduction. In other words, it's on the first page of the 1040. It's not on the schedule one with the other you know, adjustments to income or above the line deductions, but it's kind of in the same area on the first page of the 1040. So if you if you spend $300 up to 300, you can still get the benefit of uh, giving to charity on the taxes, even if you do not itemize Whereas anything over the 300 or in the past, everything had to be an itemized deductions and only people would benefit from that if their itemized deductions were greater than the standard deductions. Also, of course, a few changes a few years, a couple of years back made it so, you know, they're trying to simplify the code. So they want less people itemizing because itemizing is more complex. And so um, less people probably had access to the charitable contributions there than 
And so there's that $300 on the first page of the 1040, which is nice. So for more information, you can read publication 526, Charitable Contributions. Refunds. The IRS always uh, cautions taxpayers not to rely on receiving a refund by certain date, especially when making major purchases or paying bills. So it's easy for us to then start to think, okay, I'm going to get a refund and I'm just going to start spending the money now. <laughs> and you don't really want to do that because... I mean, you, you'd rather have the refund in your hand if, if at all possible. Uh, the IRS is usually pretty good at having the average time period. They'll give you the average time period it takes for a refund to be issued. But that's only the average. So the average means that there could be outliers. I mean, they're, they're, you're picking the average in the middle, basically. So there might be outliers that it takes a long time and some shorter time uh, for people to be getting their refund. And of course, if there's any kind of problem with the IRS, if they, say, if they get any glitch that could extend the time it takes to get a refund because they're going to have to figure that that glitch out so you don't really want to be spending the refund if at all possible uh before you're, you you get it or or you know be in a situation where you kind of need the money at at that point in time uh you know so in any case so some returns may require additional review and processing may take longer for example the irs along with the partners in the tax industry continue to strengthen security reviews to help protect against identity theft and refund fraud just like last year refunds for tax returns claiming the earned income tax credit or additional child tax credit cannot be issued before mid-february so notice the earned income tax credit and the child tax credits these are refundable credits and they're a little bit complex i mean the earned income credit as well as the child tax credit are dependent on you know uh, income factors in terms of earned income how much income is there so they're kind of a complicated credit and they're credits that many people you know if they were looking to take advantage of the tax code these are probably credits because they're refundable that would then be targeted so the irs you know has to scrutinize a bit more on those credits so it could take a little bit longer to process the returns for them. So this applies to entire refund, even the portion not associated with these credits. The IRS reminds taxpayers that the fastest and, and safest way to receive a refund is to combine direct deposit with electronic filing, including the IRS free file program. There's a link to the free file program here. So you might be eligible for a free filing of the, of the tax returns if you're, if you're uh, tax uh, return or income is under a certain threshold and so you can look into that option taxpayers can track their refund using where's my refund tool once you process the return in other words then once it's processed you can look at the where's my refund tool to get information as to when the refund will be sent out there's a link to that here for more information to plan ahead see publication 5348 get ready to file there's a link to that here and publication 5349 year-round tax planning is for everyone there's a link to those two items here there'll be a link to this in the description